What's up, podcast world? It's ad time. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at SeedsHereNow.com. That's right. If you need new seeds in the garden, I highly recommend SeedsHereNow.com. Make sure to check out Crypto Wednesdays, James Bean's Secret Vault, and of course, the easy peasy credit card payment options at SeedsHereNow.com. If you have ever had to tell a friend that that big clump of trichomes is actually powdery mildew, now is a good time to click subscribe. Yeah, welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host, my friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 780 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I've got a fun show lined up for us. Before we jump in, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friends Tim and Amy. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Curbside Gardens. I want to send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Elders Garden and B Bala. Let's send a big thank you shout out to my Canadian friend, JH. I want to send a thank you shout out to Doc Grows and Glenn Gironi. Let's send a big fist bump to more Canadian supporters at Caribou Heart TV. Let's send a thank you shout out to Frogman420. Let's send a big thank you to my buddy Kip. Let's send a super special thank you shout out to Double D. I want to send a big thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, our friend Brian P. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Crafted Flower. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it super easy for all of my friends to support the podcast. I'm going to start this episode off by talking about some fun that I got to have this week. Uh, Just recently, allegedly, possibly, maybe I was invited to attend a Green Dot Labs tasting event and party. Uh, It was mainly a bud tender educational event. I'm not a bud tender. I don't work for a facility, but uh, Green Dot knows who I am. They know that I uh, enjoy and promote their products quite heavily. So they did invite me to come to their party and enjoy their tasting and educational event. It was quite a, uh, it was a great event. It was perfect. It was quite an experience. It was quite a terpy evening, if I do so say, say so myself. That's harder to say than it looks. I've got a lot of great notes here. Let me scroll to these notes and get myself on track. Uh, it was a great event. It was, uh, I can't even tell you where it was. It was in Denver. That's good enough. Uh, I was at a location that had uh, non-alcoholic beverages provided. They provided pizza. And then most importantly, they provided plenty of dabs. They had a nice dab bar set up. Uh, little educational pamphlets everywhere so you can read and learn about the products. They would have a dab, multiple dab stations set up. And at those stations, uh, some had rosin and some had batter. They would have a little placard or a little sign to let you know what strains were at that table. So it'd be like, it would be like rosin or it would say uh, live batter. And then it would say like Fortissimo or rainbow belts or whatever strains were at that table. One table had batter, one had rosin, another table had batter, another had rosin. There are several tables. So you never had to wait in too long of a line to get a dab. If you just went and if you took a dab and then went and walked around for a minute and got in line, you'd get another dab in plenty of time. There was no rush. It was a really great event. They did it very well. Everything was well organized. You did, of course, have to get an invite. Then you had to get a ticket. 
Then you had to show your ticket and ID to even enter the building, which I thought was perfect. It was a private party, but it was such a good time. Uh, there were several booths. Each booth, I think, was offer, off, offering three different varieties of Green Dot products. I got to try a lot of great stuff that uh, I've never had before. And then I got to try things that I have had before in a different setting, off of a different smoking device, off of a different rig, perhaps through a Puffco. But it was really good smoking concentrates I'm familiar with in a different environment with different people, getting a different experience from the same flavors, but then also being exposed to brand new things that are up and coming from Green Dot. Uh, some I'm not even sure I can tell you about so far, but uh, I tried a lot of batters. I smoked a lot of rosins. I think my favorite of the evening uh, was the Rainbow Belt V2. I think it was live rosin. It tasted like rosin. It felt like rosin. It was freaking delicious. Um, I hit it kind of hot. The guy was kind of kind of confused why I like to go so hot, but I like them hot and hurty, bro. Uh, but it tastes really good. It was the Rainbow Belt V2 live rosin. Pretty sure it was my favorite. If it wasn't rosin, it was batter. Uh, it tastes super good. It had all of the right terps, all of the right flavors. It was gassy. It was fruity. Uh, it had that diesel thing to it at the bottom. When you exhale, it's like it leaves a thing on your tongue, but then it left berries in my nose. Uh, really beautiful, really good flavors from that. Um, the Rainbow Belt V2. It was a good social experience. Um, I don't go out to bars and things. I don't drink alcohol. The only reason I'm really at a show or at a club or at a bar or anything is for a show, a comedy show or some music. So to be invited to something social where there was not alcohol, it was not an alcohol-based event, uh, and we could actually go smoke and enjoy smoking concentrates in public. There was smoking flour in there as well, but when I smoke too much flour in public or too much flour at all, my throat gets dry and scratchy. I can't talk right. So I try to stick with the dabs at public uh, smoking and educational events. But it's a really fun. The bar was basically closed as a bar, and it was just turned into a uh, hangout establishment. So there was no alcohol being served. It was all non-alcoholic cocktails, plenty of water, uh, hydration. The restrooms were easily accessible. There was free pizza available, uh, even vegetarian-friendly pizza for the veggie heads over there. That was me. Uh, but it was a really great experience. One thing I did notice is that I made a joke about the Puffco is the new Bud Light. Nobody had a beer in that event because it was an alcohol-free establishment, but everybody was carrying a Puffco. And I used to frequent alcohol drinking bars. I used to go to the bar all the time, you guys. And everybody's got the way that they hold their beer. Um, some guys hold the beer up here by their chest. Some guys do the arm curl in and kind of tuck it real close to their chest. Some guys just hold it here. Some guys hold it down here. We all have our place where we hold our beer. It was funny noticing how everybody, I don't drink anymore, so I don't hold my beer. I hold my Puffco. It was funny noticing how everybody just where your Puffco was placed in your holding position. I thought it was really entertaining. So the Puffco Peak or the Puffco Guardian or maybe even the Proxy is the new Bud Light at Hangout Establishments. I thought that was very interesting. Um, that's enough rambling about the Green Dot event. I wanted to share that with you guys. I had a good time. I thought it was really great to go smoke concentrates and socialize. That's what I did. I took a couple of dabs. I went and talked to a couple of people. I talked to people I knew. They knew people standing there that I didn't know. Now I know those people. I made a bunch of friends. I uh, made some Instagram friends, got some followers. I'm following new people, got some new bros to kick it, take dabs with. And I got to smoke and learn about some great Green Dot concentrates. So that was the event. It was a really good night. I uh, got to walk around with the Puffco and just rip that at will. You could walk up to a booth and they'd say, what do you want to try? And you'd say, I want to hit the sex on the beach. They'd pass you the sex on the beach container and a dabber and you'd just put some in your Puffco and then rip it as it was, they were really generous and really friendly about it. It was a great event. So uh, big shout out to Green Dot Labs. Big shout out to Casey from Green Dot Labs. Casey is the one that invited me. Big shout out to the whole crew. I got to meet everybody from Green Dot, all the 
all the people that were there. So big shout out to everybody. I'm not even going to try to list all names. It would take me forever. So big shout out to the whole crew. I look forward to seeing you guys next time. And multiple people, the number one question there was, what is your favorite green dot concentrate? I will say it again. It is garlic banger. Today I went to my local dispensary and I did pick up a four gram jar of the garlic banger because I cannot get enough. I'm going to turn this down just a touch. I notice it peeking out a little bit up there on the on the camera. Hope it sounds good. Not going to cut myself off, but I'm uh, going to fix that since I notice it. Um, Also, I'm going to make a quick disclaimer here. Green Dot does not pay me for any of this uh, advertising promotion. I simply think it's a good product. I really enjoy it. It hits well. It tastes good. It's at the right price point for me. Uh, it gets me high as giraffe pussy and eagle dicks, and that's what we're all after, right? Uh, it works well for my medical and recreational needs, and it fits my budget, and it's always fucking quality. The Green Dot Black Label uh, is one of my favorite products, and to get even closer to narrow it down, the Green Dot Black Label Garlic Banger, Fortissimo, um, Thunderdome, um, what's the other one? The point break, uh, all that shit is super delicious. I prefer the live batter. Sometimes I get live batter and full spectrum extract and mix them together and take big dabs of that nastiness, delicious nastiness. And by the way, uh, but they don't pay me for it. I go buy that shit. Sometimes they do kindly invite me to events like this to show love for all the advertising that I do. Once again, big up to green dot labs, big up to my friend, Casey, Casey, look forward to seeing you again, bro. Everybody else at green dot look forward to seeing you also. All right. Where do we go from here? I've been getting one question quite often. It is time to address this question. Uh, a lot of people have messaged on YouTube. They've sent me private messages. They say, hey, bro, what happened to the clone episode? A while back, there was a great cloning episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast on YouTube. But guess what? YouTube took that bad dog down. YouTube thinks that me showing you how to cut clones and propagate plants is dangerous. Um, they found that to be dangerous. They took down the video. They gave my channel a strike. Um, they gave me a community guideline strike. And if I get too many of those within a certain time, they will shut down the channel. So they took down that one. And they also took down the popping and twisting. And they took down a couple other videos all in one. It's like a big swoop, a big sweep, if you want to call it. I'm not sure what they were doing. Uh, just felt like somebody was bored over at YouTube. They wanted to find something to do to look busy. So they went and took down a couple of videos of mine just to fucking have, what is it, a quota, some credit for the day. Looked like they did something. But uh, yeah, apparently uh, creating smaller plants from larger plants is harmful and or dangerous. It's a dangerous and harmful activity. So that YouTube took that down. If you guys are looking for specific videos of the podcast, I don't take them down. I work hard to make them. I like them all up there. I think it's uh, it's kind of a timeline. What is it? Uh, a fucking a timeline. What's the thing when you bury it? And a time capsule. It's a time capsule. And it's also historical. It's a historical document. The podcast is um, even if I take down episodes, the things I said, the opinions I had don't disappear. That's how I felt at that time. I don't take them down because I work hard. I want that to be up there. It's a timeline, a time capsule. It's history. I'm documenting the evolution of my experience in cannabis. I feel like I was at the right place at the right time to uh, kind of have a voice in the cannabis world. And so I'm documenting my experience and I don't want to edit, delete, alter, or any of that. That's why uh, some people that aren't even in the crew anymore, some people that I don't talk to anymore, they are on old episodes of the podcast and people say, wouldn't you take that down? I say, nah, bro, if I took down that episode, it doesn't change the fact that that person came here and did that show. We were friends. We were business partners. We were whatever at one point. We're still, the world still happens. Just, I can't delete an episode and shit. So my point, you guys, I try not to change the timeline, try not to change the archive. If you will, I do believe in preserving that archive kind of, that's one of my roles in cannabis is to keep that, that archive, that history true and accurate. I don't like when people mix up stories and shit 
and tell uh, miss, uh, myths and lies and misconceptions of cannabis and the history of it. So that's why I try not to delete shit. But those episodes are gone because YouTube. I don't take them down. That's the short version of that. All right. Now, let me respond to some other things. So many haters. Oh, my goodness. It's okay. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't bother me. But when I talk about running my light schedule on 18.6 at the end of flower, I've talked about this enough. I shouldn't have to recap really quickly. We will. Uh, the last 10, maybe 14 days of flower, uh, I put my lights back on 18 hours on and 16 hours off. It is my belief that light is the number one source of energy for our plants. They'll finish a little more quickly. They'll get a little more dense. It does have benefits. I think it works very well. A lot of you out there hear me say this, and you are really quick to get up on your keyboard and just start telling me I'm an idiot, that I'm stupid, that I'm ruining plants, that I've never grown a plant in my life, that I don't know what I'm doing, which uh, I don't talk about things on the podcast unless I've done it plenty of times. I'm not going to steer people wrong, but a lot of haters, so many haters are sending me documents, you're sending me charts, you're sending me graphs. That's fucking cool. I love it. Don't stop. Educate me, inform me, update me. Uh, but also, guess what, you guys? I got a lot of supporters, people that are actually doing it, that are sending me, uh, what is it? Graphs charts, reports, and also they're sending me pictures of their plants that look better. They're sending me reports saying my buds were more dense. I had more weight. I got more product. I'm more satisfied than I ever was because I did the little trick that you told me. So it's only people who are not doing it that are unhappy with my idea. The people that have tried it have all said, hey, that works, bro. And if it doesn't work for you when you try it, then guess what? I apologize. Not all shit works for everybody, but so far nobody has complained. So the only people saying it doesn't work and the only people telling me that I'm crazy are the people that haven't tried it. The people doing it, they seem to be liking it. So it doesn't matter to me what light schedule you run. It really doesn't. As long as you're happy with the way that the plants come out, it shouldn't bother you so much that I'm doing something differently. It seems to be working for a lot of people. Try it. Try it, then bash me. If you try it and fucking hate it, then send me some hate mail. But don't don't just send me hate mail because you think it is fun. Uh, but my, my one of my points here is, don't, don't be afraid to try new shit. You can call me crazy if you want to, but don't be afraid to try some new things. How do you know if it's going to work? How do you know if it's not? One of my favorite things about growing cannabis is that there's no one way of doing this. We're all doing this differently. I learned how to do this kind of before we had a lot of resources on the internet. I was doing this in different places where we had to, we had to be real quiet, real careful about it. So I was learning how to do this way back in the day. I was doing it way differently than the guy down the street doing it, than the other guy doing it, than all the other guys doing it. We're all doing it our own way. It's like music. We're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to use different gear, different schedules, different ideas, definitely different genetics, different nutrients. But guess what? We're all going to make music. We're all going to make really delicious buds in the end. There's no one way to grow a ganja plant. If you have quality buds that aren't contaminated by some mold or pesticide at the end that you're cool with smoking, that the people in your circle, whether it's your patients, your friends, maybe it's your clientele, maybe it's your family, whoever's smoking it, if they're happy with it, you're doing it right. You're not doing it wrong. We all have the same goal. So let's all be on the same team. Recently, I accidentally got involved in a debate about drying and curing temperature and humidity. Somebody thinks, a friend of mine, bro, you're going to hear this. You're my friend. We disagree. And guess what? Still love you, bro. I'll fucking sit next to you and smoke a bowl with you. We'll talk about something different. I won't even care that we disagree. Who cares that we disagree? We do shit different. My point is I'm in a, involved in a conversation about drying and curing. It's an argument. It's an ongoing argument between multiple people. Uh, I didn't make it an argument. I'm saying, here's my opinion. That's fucking what I do. I don't, I'm not saying I don't care what you do, but it doesn't matter to me what happens in other people's garden. I hope you have success. I hope you do really well. 
it's none of my business what you're doing in there unless you ask for my help or you need some guidance. I shouldn't even be peeking in there. I shouldn't have an opinion. So my friend that dries and cures differently than me, bro, do your thing, pimpin. Dry and cure differently than me. As long as your weed comes out good, I don't care if it's different. As, as long as it's correct. My main guideline, the things I do care about is, is there mold in there? Is there a pesticide contamination in there? Is it funky? You know if there's mold, pesticides, or if it's funky. Do we want to smoke it? You've got ethics. I've got ethics. If it's cool, let's, I don't care how it's dried and cured. If it, as, long as, as long as it comes out trimmed, dried, cured, and dank weed, I don't care how you did it. So my point here is let's learn together. My friend has a completely different idea of how to dry and cure weed than I do, but he grows great weed. We both grow top quality weed. I would smoke his weed. He would smoke my weed. We would argue for a minute about drying, curing. Guess what? I'll high five him, give him a hug, pack him up a fat bong rip, pass him a dab. He'd do the same for me. Uh, if I drink beer, I'm sure we'd crack open a beer together and do that. It's not my thing. But, bro, you know who you are. Everybody in the community that was in that conversation, we know who we are. I'm not mad at you, bro. I, I love all you guys. If it has anything to do, if we're doing things different, that's great. That may inspire me. That may educate me. That may inspire, spark me to do things differently and learn some different shit. We're all on the same team here. We've all got the same goal. So before you go jumping down someone's throat because they grow weed differently than you, maybe maybe just realize we're all on the same team. We've got the same goal. Let's not fight about it. Let's teach each other. Also, be open to learn something. Be open to teach something. It goes both directions. All right. After a brief distraction, I am back. Ladies and gentlemen, keep the conversation going in the comments. Keep the emails coming. The email address is hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Also, the Grow Help tab on the website is now corrected. I did notice that the emails from the Grow Help tab were not being forwarded to my email inbox. That has been corrected. If you have asked a grow question on the Grow Help tab recently and I have not responded to you or answered that question on the show, please do resend that question once again on the updated Grow Help tab. Uh, you'll find that at irigenetics.com. There's a tab on the top that says Grow Help. Simply click on there. That will give you the Grow Help tab, ask you a few questions. That will send your message directly to my inbox. I will now before it was not. Something got broken in the chain there. But now it will send that to my inbox. Big shout out to the web guy for fixing that. Thank you, bro. But please do send those messages to the Grow Help tab. I will get your Grow Help questions here on the podcast. Help me to build listener-generated content. All right, I do have more to talk about. Another common question I've been getting lately involving that 18-6 light cycle is, do I change the light intensity? When I switch my lights from 12-12 to 18-6, do I change the intensity of the bulbs at all? My answer is no. I've been spending the entire flowering cycle ramping up from one point in my light game all the way up to the maximum light of my lights or the maximum potential of my lights. I let them go. They ride for a couple of weeks at full potential. Then I put them back on 18.6. I don't want to reduce the intensity in my room. I keep it the same. Your room may need reduction if you've got LEDs and you've gone all the way up and you're close to cooking them. Pay attention to the leaves. Pay attention to the plants. This is called the DLI, the daily light integral. The plants are going to look a little bit confused and frustrated, but I do not dial back the intensity. If the leaves start looking crispy or burnt, you may need to dial it back. I do not do that. I usually start when I go into flower, my LEDs are usually around 50 to 60% of their power. Then I slowly increase them. And by week seven, eight, or nine, I'm generally up to 100% power. My LEDs don't have a real clear percentage dial on them. They've got a, you put a screwdriver and turn a screw and it turns all the way this way is approximately 50%. All the way this way is 100%. I start here when they go into flower and I slowly crank them up. I nudge them 
just a little bit every week, just a little bit of a percent. I can't tell you precisely how much it is, honestly, but I know I start at 50 and then I do end up at 100% and I do not turn that intensity down once I get it there. Now, if I'm using a high pressure sodium lamp in this room, which sometimes I do because in the winter it gets really cold and the LED doesn't keep the room warm. So I just use a high pressure sodium bulb to keep the room warm and spread some light around. If I'm using the high pressure sodium, I simply lower that light or raise that light to adjust the intensity. Most of the time it just stays in the one spot. I don't move it after I've done the change. LEDs, you do have to keep them kind of far from the canopy still. So if your plants have grown up real tall and flowered into the lighting, then you may need to do some height adjustments or possibly some intensity adjustments accordingly. I do plan ahead for that sort of stuff so I don't have to cut back intensity at all when it comes to that 18-6 flowering cycle toward the end. So in my space, in my grow, in my application, I do not reduce the light intensity. I do not raise it. I do not lower it. I simply plan ahead and know what to expect. I allow that extra space between the bulbs and between my lights, and I slowly ramp it up. You guys, you should be, in my opinion, from what I've learned with LED lighting, is we should not be uh, just putting the plants under there at full intensity if you've got a good, strong quality light. If you've got a low intensity, low output uh, LED light that's not putting out a whole bunch of spectrum, a whole bunch of light, maybe you can crank that bitch up. But when the plants are little, they don't need all that LED lighting. From what I've learned, get the plant or the light at the right height, dial it down low and as the plant grows slowly increase that save some boosting for when it goes into flower you want to add some lumen add some intensity when it does go into flower so slowly increase them from veg as they grow as they grow into flower increase it a little more so that around week seven eight or nine then you finally reached your full potential some people go at week six some go later that is up to you in your light but it's easier if you ramp it up just a little bit you'll notice the plants do perform a little bit better all right, we're going to talk about one more thing before we start wrapping up this episode. Another question that I do get quite often. This is a good question. This is a fun one. It's an easy one to answer. People often ask me, hey, Rasta Jeff, what are table seeds? If you buy seeds from Irie Direct or if you've gotten seeds from me in the past, there's a good chance that you've received table seeds as a freebie, as a gift. Table seeds are simply table seeds. When I make packages, I will get my... Um, my amount of seeds. Maybe I'll have an amount of, I'm just going to say random strains. Maybe there's strawberry starburst. Uh, maybe there's moon tower. Maybe there's Jack Tripper seeds that I'm packaging up today. So I'll get my packaging supplies. I'll get my seeds. I'll get my light. I'll get my little setup and I'll package up a bunch of seeds. I'll go through the strawberry starburst. I'll go through the moon tower. I'll go through the whatever other strain that I set. I'll package up however many packages I'm aiming to do. I'll clean up. And then I notice that sometimes maybe over here under the iPad stand, there's a couple of seeds. And over here by the, the recording device, there's a couple of seeds that just rolled away. Or there's a seed over here by my phone that just got away and I'm not sure what it is. I can't sell you those seeds in a package because I can't guarantee which batch of seeds they came from. They could have been anything that I worked on today or maybe something from a couple of days ago that I didn't even see on the table. Didn't clean up well enough and I found seeds that are just sitting there. So those table seeds are random seeds from my inventory that could be anything from my lineup. They could be regular. They could be feminized. They could be testers. They could be unreleased beans that I was counting for myself and one got away. It could have been something I was sharing with a friend and one rolled off to the side. My table seeds could be anything. Uh, we do like to post the table seeds to the Discord. If you are on the Discord, find the table seed section, post the pictures in there. We have a lot of fun guessing and speculating what they could be. But honestly, they could be anything from my vault. Old stuff, new stuff, future stuff. It could be shit that's not even thought of or released that you know of yet. It could be stuff I'm keeping secret. 
Maybe I was breaking off seeds to send to one of my favorite friends who's going to test them. Maybe I was giving Dave's Not Here some seeds and I just accidentally spilled a couple. Who knows what it could be? So they could be anything from the iRe Genetics lineup. If you get table seeds, I encourage you to grow them. Those are gifts. They are freebies. I don't charge anything for those. I don't ask anything for those. They just come in your box randomly. So if you get those, grow them. If you have a winner or a gem, send me some pictures. Let me know what it smells like, how it grew, how it acted. Maybe just for fun, we can try to identify your table seeds. All right, that is what table seeds are. That is this episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there, truly thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I had a fun time recording this episode, had a really good flow going. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. If you want to support the podcast, all you have to do is visit patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, the email address again is hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Reach out. Let me know what you think of the show. Send me your constructive criticism, your positive feedback, or cuss me out because my garden idea didn't work for you. Uh, everything else you need will be at my website, iregenetics.com. There will be a link to the seeds. There will be a link to the Patreon, a link to the Discord, everything you need at iregenetics.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Giddy Up. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.